Mac with you on the Fraser Coast. Hit 101.9. Steve Baxter from Shark Tank is with me. He sent me an email that said, I'm seething mad about what our government is doing. Now, Steve is normally a pretty casual, level-headed guy, but at the moment, Steve, you're furious. Yeah, g'day, Mac. Yeah, thanks. I've got to admit, I'm pretty disappointed with the, the, the quality of decision-making. That's me being very polite, to be honest. Sure, sure. Mate, open the state uh, is what we're saying at the moment. Yeah, look, open the state. And this is not me being callous and just sort of saying we should be laissez-faire and just get into it like, like it was before. I mean, there was a health emergency. We did a very good job of flattening the curve in order to... And the whole idea behind flattening that curve was to regulate the flow of casualties for the healthcare system so it wasn't overwhelmed. Mm. Now that's morphed into the crazy situation where we won't reopen this state unless we are COVID free. No one's thought one second past that statement and that was, mm. that's, that's been relayed at a government. It was Tom Tate yesterday apparently that, at a tourism working group has, has relayed that. Just imagine we can do that. Yeah. Get this state COVID free. That means as soon as one more case turns up we're going to lockdown again. Who in their right mind would book a holiday here if that's going to happen? Yeah. Who in their right mind would ensure travel if that was what's going to happen. They have not thought one second through the ramifications of their decisions here. They know how to lock down. They've got no idea how to unlock, and that's where we're paying for it. Yeah, they seem to be struggling with that at the moment, Steve. There's some stuff that just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you and I have talked about this before. How can you have so many people in a place like Bunnings and that not be a problem, yet you can't open other businesses? I agree. Well, I think you can have that many people because they probably realise there's 4,000 square metres in a Bunnings, therefore yeah. you have 1,000 people in here. And that, that seems ultimately reasonable to me. Mm. If you know what I mean, I've been to Bunnings. If you go to walk down the seat aisle, everyone stops and browses. There's a security guard there to, to separate people. Otherwise, it's sort of business as usual. And I don't think there's been a single case transmitted through a Bunnings. Fancy that. So to me, it, it should be about the actual physical distancing. It shouldn't be, it, it feels wrong to do. It should be, is it dangerous to do? Yeah. You know, okay. I, I note the situation where the Victorian Premier said he shut down golf because it was unnecessary. Like, well, screw you, Daniel Andrews. Is mm. it dangerous? You are not better tell me what's unnecessary. To me, that you know, if a venue can take 50 people, they should be allowed 50 people. With respect to the distancing guidelines, they should be allowed 50 people. And it should be up to the owners whether they open or not. Steve, I know you're not a fan of authority, neither am I, but <laughs> <laughs> when it comes down to it, do you think that some of this is a bit of shirt fronting from these political leaders, that they are trying to show the population that we're the boss? I, I think there's elements of that. I think there's very much elements of that from the unelected public servants, the, the Queensland Chief Health Officer or Chief Medical Officer, I can't remember her exact title. Mm. Her, her decisions have been stupefying. You know, the fact that she halted an Anzac flyover because you know people you know, isolated in a cockpit were going to send the wrong message yeah. uh, regarding the health shutdowns. And she's come out and yeah. said that it wasn't necessary to shut the schools down, but it was going to send the right message. Once again, it's not up to you to tell us what's necessary. It's up to you to tell us what's dangerous. And if it's not dangerous, we even still get to make our own decisions what to do. Government do not bequeath us our rights. We bequeath government their power. They should act on our behalf. So what we're seeing here is something very much inverted to that equation. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, there is personal responsibility that you've talked about people taking before, and we're going to get into it straight after this on the Fraser Case Hit 101.9. Steve Baxter from Shark Tank with us. Steve is talking about some of the decisions the government are making and some of the decisions that they aren't making at the moment when it comes to COVID-19. You're a big fan of reopening Queensland. One of the things that you've said to us before, Steve, is that uh, you've taken personal responsibility for your father, who's in his 80s, with him leaving the house. 
my dad's 79-year-old pacemaker. Um, he's in Rockhampton. I'm very lucky to have a sister who's an ex-nurse, mm. uh, critical care nurse in Yapoon. We chat with dad. We do the, the FaceTime thing. We get the kids, his grandkids talking to him. And we're very much cognizant of dad, you know, if you're going to leave the house, you, you've got a social distance. I mean, this, this virus is at most destined to kill chaps like my father. I hate to say that out loud, but that's, yeah. you know, he's in, the, he's in the prime zone. And he's aware of that. And then he, and I think the older you get, the more stubborn you get too, though. Love your dad, but, yeah. you know, um, you probably should stay in the house more, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, that's one of the things you said. Look, if you need your shopping done, we'll pay for it. If, if you need bills yeah. sorted out, we can go to the post office for you or do it online or however we want to do it. So there is those sorts of elements that um, families can take their own responsibility. But uh, we've got the Queensland government at the moment throwing out some pretty big stuff. And we're looking at some big casualties when it comes to business. Oh, massive casualties. And, and also, you know, every day it seems there's a new series of Band-Aids and shell dressings get applied to wounds across our economy. And that's great. You've got a staunch blood flow. Don't get me wrong. But there's a better solution here. Stop shooting holes in ourselves. The fact we're actually closing down our economy, we're having this massive overreaction that has no balance on the other side. I appreciate it's being done from the goodness of people's hearts, not wanting to see death through the, the COVID will be mm. However... On the balance of that, there are other costs to be paid. I mean, there was a recent study, I'm pretty sure, was put out by Forbes, 600 of uh, the US's uh, critical care physicians sending a letter to the government basically saying that the lockdown is a mass casualty event. Not the virus, the flow-on effects from domestic violence, mental health, non-essential healthcare not being doled out, not to mention education and and the, the poverty that we know through previous economic downturns will kill people, Mm. has not been put on the scales to weigh our response. Or if it has, we want to see the outcome of that. So if the government's sort of saying, well, we have weighed that, this is why we're doing it, and I think that's a very reasonable thing for government to say, my response is, good, show us that study. Well, Steve, Canberra's talking about uh, junking the JobKeeper on the 27th of September. How do you think that is going to fare if we don't open the state? I think states who don't open should have their JobKeeper junked before then. One of the primary problems we have here is is that the feds are paying for the you know for the shutdown, but, but the states are enforcing it, and so there's there's no feedback mechanisms. The states saying, and in this case, Queensland has the the, the mind numbing decision to keep the borders closed and even close down internal travel. They're like, well, you know, well the federal government's putting up x many tens of billions through this process in order to actually you know underwrite the, the, the existence and, and the, the livings of, of a lot of Queenslanders. Mm. That doesn't come off the Queensland government ledger. No. So there's no, there's no feedback there. So they're just acting. It's the most perverse incentive they have to do the absolute wrong thing. So, Steve, what would your advice be to a regular Joe like myself uh, with what's going on at the moment? You know, how do we solve this issue? I hate to say this, but write a letter slash an email to your local member. The Queensland government, and I'll say one thing about the Queensland Labor Party, is that they're very attuned to the electorate. It doesn't mean they make good governance decisions. It means they make good decisions to win elections, right? which is, I think, poor. But what they do listen to is lots of angry people ring up saying, we need this open. I mean, I'm talking about flies out there once again, you know, that, that we need to protect the at-risk, we need a good hygiene, social distancing, we need lots more testing. I think, I think our way through this will be testing. But if Bunnings is allowed to open with X many hundreds of people, why isn't it that a restaurant can open with 15 as opposed to 10 or 25 as opposed to 10? I think that the arbitrary nature of the bans and restrictions just leads to, actually it leads to us not trusting. That's, that's the bigger issue. Yeah, 100%. Steve Bax from Shark Tank, thank you very much, mate. Mac, always a pleasure, mate.